everyone, and welcome to The Curly Hair Diaries, a show aimed at uplifting and empowering young women who have struggled with the fact that their hair does not fit society's standards of beauty. My name is Lucille Henderson, and I hope your day has been wonderful so far. Let's get into this episode. Alright, so um, today's topic is going to be cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. Um, and I think I kind of want to specifically talk about when it comes to black hair because like that conversation can go in so many different areas and I, I, I just wanted to focus on black hair because that's what my podcast is about. Um, so uh, for those of you who don't know, I guess we can kind of get into the definitions. I guess we can get into it right now. So like cultural appropriation is basically like the idea that um, you don't understand someone else's culture and you're just like wearing certain like, I don't know, clothing or hairstyles without the context of um, the culture you're doing it in. So some people can perceive that as offensive versus like cultural appreciation. I guess like the normal definition is like, you know, you're, you're realizing the context of the culture and like you're doing it because out of love or something like that. Like, I don't know, like weddings, like Indian weddings and like maybe you're white, but you're marrying someone who's Indian and like you're participating in that ceremony. Like, I feel like that would be considered appreciation, but already about how hard, like how hard it was for me to get a definition is telling about how hard this topic is. So I guess we can get into that. But before I get um, too far in, I want to introduce my guest for the podcast. Um, Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Mona Sadi, and um, I'm a freshman, and I am half Trinidadian, um, and I am half Iranian, so my mom is black and my dad is Middle Eastern. Um, should I just launch right into <laughs> what my hair is like? Sure. All right, so um, I'm kind of a little bit of a genetic anomaly. My hair is... Um, pretty fine. It's thick. Okay, it's thick. Let's not <laughs> let's not confuse that. But it's it's pretty fine, um, and it's it's very curly. Um, and uh, if you know the classifications, we went over it in our last podcast. Yes. So I hope you remember. I am a three A. So it's it's like it's kind of like white person hair, but it's like really curly and it's like thick <laughs> and it's thick and it's thick. And it's so. Dark. And it's my defining feature, so oh for let's, sure, let's go for it. Oh for sure. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, I guess we can kind of just like jump into the. I feel like the common arguments against um, cultural just the idea of cultural appropriation mm-hmm. even being a thing. Right. Like I feel like. Yeah, I don't know about you. the The main argument I hear is like it's just hair. Why be so? sensitive you know so we're, we're talking right now about like stereotypical black hairstyles right mm-hmm. like cornrows and the like right dreadlocks dreadlocks usage of like weaves. braids even we are we talking about weaves? weaves yeah yeah um all everything we went over in the last podcast actually okay yeah it's it's uh i can see why someone of privilege and someone who's never had someone say to them, your hair is ugly, would say that it's just hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's really easy to make light of hair, but, um, I mean, you just heard me say it myself, like, hair is a very defining characteristic, especially yeah. for people of 
mixed race. It's a thing that really, you know, connects them to their identity. And it's also um, for people, you know, that are just black. Um, it's something that they, they, I mean, it's something we all have to struggle with, you oh, know? Definitely. There's definitely um, beauty, beauty standards um, that we've had to grow up with mm. in uh, this American society that have told us that our hair is troublesome, mm. um, that have told us that we should be straining our hair so yeah. that we can look like white girls. Right. It's not professional. It's not professional. Oh, I hate that. I know. I hate that. I and when you hear these stories about, like, little girls who's, um, you know, you know, they go to private schools or something and their headmasters are saying, like, look, your hair is distracting. Yeah. You need to, yeah. you know, you need to strain it or you need to do something, you need to relax it, whatever. And it's so, that's so upsetting. It's yeah. so upsetting that, like, you know, a white girl can walk in here and why is her hair not distracting? Yeah. You know? It's yeah. just, what what's the difference? Volume, like, texture, you know? Like, like these are just... Mm. So in a, in that way, it is just hair. But in another way, it's not. It's, it's not. It's because not. we would love it to be just hair. Yeah. But people have made it not exactly. just hair. Um, no, I totally agree. Like, I feel like the sheer fact that when I talk to most of my, like, black friends about, like, growing up and asking them, you know, like, did you ever, like, want straight hair? Like, oh did you ever gosh. think about that? And without fail. All the time. Like, the exact reaction. I straight You're my giving hair right now. Every day. Right? Like sixth, it's like ridiculous. fifth and sixth grade, like every day. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was terrible. And and just very unhealthy too. Exactly. Yeah. And like, just because of the fact that like, everyone's giving me that exact reaction of like, oh, of course, yes, mm-hmm. of course, is is just telling that we've grown up differently than people with um, hair that falls in line with European beauty standards mm-hmm. because. Even though it's like subconscious, it's been ingrained. So that's why I feel like this topic gets emotional for some people and like, you know, kind of triggering and and why there is such controversy because it's it's much more than what I feel like people think. Yeah. And the fact, I mean, like, I feel like most white people would not think that our hair is a triggering topic. Yeah. But it is. Oh, it definitely is. It is. I got definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it t- it ties into how we we feel confident, how we view ourselves, right. how how we see ourselves as beautiful. Like right. it's it's deeply ingrained. I feel like mm-hmm. that's probably the, the most predominant thing I I thought about as a kid when it comes to my beauty. Right. Without fail, without fail even today. Um and it takes so long too for us to like feel like we've come into our hair based off of what I've heard from other people. Yeah. Um, Like, most most black girls, like, it takes them a long, long time to finally accept and love their hair. Yeah, Like, me included, and I'm not, like, I'm so far low on the spectrum of, like, having to deal with these beauty standards in the way that other, other black girls have to, but, like, it's just really sad to know that, like, it, it'll take people you know, 18 years of life, 19, 20, 25, 30, to finally, you know, for a lot of girls, make a big chop and, you know, start over after years of damaging because they're trying to fit into these beauty standards. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, And I mean, okay, this kind of ties into the next argument I feel like I hear a lot and that I, 
I think is extremely worth discussing, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, okay, we start these discussions, we sit down with people who disagree with us, and we explain to them, you know, like, hair, it's not just hair, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, if that's the case, you know, who gets to decide who wears what? Like, how black enough do you have to be Mm -hmm. for it to be, quote-unquote, like, appropriate and, like, right and, like you know, PC enough, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's always what I hear next is like, okay, well then how black enough do you need to be? And, and that's where like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry if you guys are maybe hoping for like an answer answer. from like two black girls, but yeah, that's actually not really what I kind of wanted this podcast to just be like us trying to like talk through it and like figure out because honestly, like that's a valid argument because if I take this example, like, um, I knew of Halsey. She's, like, a popular, like, yeah. pop singer. Mm-hmm. I think she does, I don't know. I think it's, like, mostly pop. And um, she would wear cornrows all the time. Right. On her tours and, like, photo shoots, everything. And I was just like, whoa, that's really weird because she looks really white. She, she looks She looks white. She looks, she looks so Caucasian. white. She looks so <laughs> white. And so every time... Um, people would bring up Halsey. They're like, oh, like, oh, like, I listen to this Halsey, and blah, blah, I was like, eh, you know, like, she's all right. Like, but, you know, like, you know she does whatever, whatever. And I think it was, like, about the third time I made a comment about that. Someone was like, wait, you know she's black, right? And I was like, no. She's black? She's like, yeah, her, her mom or her dad, she's, like, literally half black. And I was like, that yeah, is there are some people that are just like born that way. You exactly. Know? And I mean, I totally relate because yeah. I no one no one can tell that I'm black yeah. until I tell them, and it's it can be very very frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, no, no. That was. I just think it's interesting, like, because that shape. I think that's what started making me like kind of like need to sh- reframe how I right. view this because right. I'm like, it's not. I can't go around exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironic. It's <laughs> like. Like, oh, you can't wear it, you can't wear it, it's make this makes me uncomfortable, blah, blah, because I don't know if they're actually black or not. At the and end you can't of the just day. go up to them and be like, Hey, are yeah. you black? Because yeah. if you're not, you have to stop wearing that. But if exactly. you are, okay, that's fine, you know, like that's just not socially yeah. acceptable and it shouldn't be exactly. So, but I'm curious now, okay, that's different if someone's actually black, but like, what if a white person wears dreads and like right. corners? Like, what's your opinion on that personally? My opinion is, I, I'm kind of, um. I'm kind of a pacifist in a way. I don't really like confrontation. Yeah. And so when, honestly, I'm going to be very honest. Like, when I see white people with dreads, it makes me, like, it makes me very uncomfortable. Mm. Very uncomfortable. But it's not something that, um, I don't know if it'd be something that I would bring up with them unless Mm. I felt safe and I felt that they would actually take what I'm saying to heart. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not just going to go up to a random person and be like, your dreads are disrespectful to me. Yeah. But if I had a friend, a close friend that had dreads that was white, I would probably bring it up with them at some point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, this is an issue, but I, I don't think it's an issue that should create huge boundaries between you know, our races, because our races have huge boundaries already yeah. to yeah. to get over. So, like, I get the whole idea of, like, cultural appropriation. It's mm. it's not a nice thing. Like, you don't 
I don't like seeing people with dreads that aren't black. Right. But, like, is it going to be something that I'm going to hate you for? No. Mm. Is it going to be something that might make me uncomfortable? Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. I think... I think my main thing is, like... It's just so often, like we were describing earlier, our hair, our lips, our curves, mm-hmm. things that are, like, very, like, characteristics, I would say, have been... Um, pointed out in the black community, at least with black women. I feel like they could have been normal things, but I feel like when you look at, um, not cartoons, what's the word for, like, over-exaggerated cartoons? Oh, my god! Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do, like, like those comics for, like... Yeah, I'm sure you guys know what I'm saying. Y'all know what we're talking about. Yeah, but just, like, over-exaggerated cartoons where they draw the lips really big. Right. They draw the hair Char- in this car- crazy... Caricatures, caricatures. I think, yeah. 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 And, like, really big afros. Like, right. the butt is, like, super big and the boobs right. are super big. Like, when I think about those caricatures of black women, they were always to make fun of them. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, point out... To celebrate oh, them. Exactly. And, like, this is ugly. Right. These features, we're going to accentuate them because they are ugly features and they should be ashamed of that. And mm-hmm. so to look now within this generation is, is very interesting because right. those are the exact features. Lips, you know, like curves. Right. And hair. People get boob implants. Those are the three implants. things. Exactly. Lip this new lip, trend. Lip injections. Lip injections. Exactly. Like, and corduroys, okay, and like, yeah. and that, it, and that is where I'm uncomfortable because I, this all started, um, I think with Kim Kardashian and, right. and this other, oh, I think there was like this old video, like a music video where this like, um, very um, popular like white woman wore cornrows in it, and everyone was freaking out, or I think it was actually braids. Everyone was freaking out. They're like, "Oh my god, this new hairstyle is so beautiful." Blah, Are you talking blah, about blah. like Gwen Stefani type of time? I think it was even earlier than that. Okay. okay. But my point is, is that when our hair texture started being, or, sorry, hair African hairstyles yeah. started being talked about in the media in a positive light, it started after white women started adopting it, and, and that's yeah. where I'm uncomfortable because I was like, yep. it took them doing it for people to think it could even be considered as beautiful and as a trend, quote-unquote. Even though, like, these are things we've been doing our entire life and have been discriminated for and felt less than for, but because of privilege, people are able to nitpick, oh... I like this or oh, that I like from your culture, exactly. from your, your looks, you know, and yeah. then adopt it mm-hmm. and change it from, you know, ridiculing us to yeah. wanting what we have. Exactly. And I think, and that, that's what really makes me uncomfortable I out agree. of all else. I totally agree. It's just like, it's it disheartening. wasn't considered pretty until a white woman started it. It's very disheartening. You know? Yeah. And it's just like... It's like we're ugh. making, we're making, I guess we're making some kind of progress you yeah. know like we're not exactly. seen you're as uh, like our stereotypical traits are not seen as ugly you're anymore. right you're right i will admit that but at at what price you yeah. know like we're still the fact that this happened through white women mm-hmm. is um not a step in the right direction so you can you can look at it on two, two perspectives two sides yeah no for sure um we need we need and we have them they just need to be publicized but we need black women to be 
the black woman's hero. Mm. We don't need white women to be our hero. Mm. (laughs) Yes, I agree. No, I think, oh, something that was, like, really awesome that happened recently, I don't, I think it was not this past Oscars, but the last Oscars, and um, Viola Davis, I think. Oh, yeah. She wore her afro, like, her, like, coarse, like, puffy afro to the Oscars mm-hmm. and I was like okay maybe that doesn't mean much power to you guys move, but like but as we were saying earlier black hair is really not seen as professional right. or elegant in any sort of shape or form like right. I know when I would um like for prom graduations you're like straightening that I, hair I straightened that yeah I was like oh, oh this is a this is an elegant professional setting I must yeah. straighten that's there like how no my brain was went. gonna wear my curly hair to prom exactly um I ended up doing it senior year though so oh that's so Nice. I know. I was like, you know what? I'm going to change it up. Right. But but to see that so publicized and her in, like, such an elegant gown with, like, such pretty jewelry mm-hmm. and just, like, her afro, I was like, wow, like, it, we can be elegant with our natural... I don't know. It might seem stupid, but, like... No, it's not. Like, it's not stupid. Yeah, it's... Those it's, are the moments. Those, those are, are the, the moments. moments. Those are the know? moments where I feel like, yeah, black women are our own heroes. Um... And I don't think it's going to happen like that, you know? Like, I th- yeah. it's going to be a long process, and we just... I think the key is really to just have more black women in the media. Yeah. And more black women, like, center stage. Yeah. You know, making a name for themselves and bringing up our community that way. Because yeah. media is so powerful. Yes. It's oh so powerful. Gosh. We can't yeah. we can't underestimate it. Yeah. I think, though, um, a good example I came across recently um, when it comes to cultural appreciation of black mm. hair... I was watching these YouTubers. I don't know if you know them. They're called Slice and Rice. No, I don't. Okay. But basically, it's like this black dude and this um, Korean girl. And they're, like, engaged now. I don't know if they're married. I haven't, like, been keeping up. But um, they're really cute. And uh, they're, they've been in a relationship for, like, many years. And the the guy wanted, the boyfriend wanted to bring the girlfriend to his sister's, like, hair studio or something, Mm. and, like, get her to experience how, like, just getting cornrows. Right. And, like, they got cornrows together, and I don't know why, but it felt so different in that context. I was like, this is so interesting because she's getting a snippet of how, like, that process feels because it right. takes so much time. Like, it hurts. It's right. Like, oh, my God. It really like, hurts. It, really it hurts. hurts your freaking head so much. Oh, my God. And, like... I would have headaches for days when right? my mom cornrowed my hair. But right? also, that was just, like, her not knowing what to do with my hair. So she just, out of instinct, she cornrowed <laughs> it instead of, like, dealing with it how it right. was, you know? Um, <laughs> that ended pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know, for some reason, I felt like, you know, like, she's learning about as it's happening. Like, the sister's, like, explaining, like, how it used to be when she was a kid. And, like, she's obviously doing it because she wants to be closer to um, her boyfriend, or I guess her fiancé. Right. And, like, getting closer to that side of the family. Experiencing the culture. And experiencing it. And I think in that way, that this is genuinely the first time I feel like I saw an example of culture appropriation appreciation specifically when it comes to black hair. And I would agree that is appreciation. Yeah. I would not call that appropriation yeah. because for a couple of reasons. Because she had a guide there, you know. Yeah. She had someone telling her from this black community, this is okay. I want you to do this. Yeah. And second off, 
it's because she's she's creating a family here. Yeah. She's she's you know she's in a serious relationship with this guy. She might have kids with this guy. Going to get married. Like it's about at that point, it's about you know knowing enough about each other's cultures to become yeah. a family and yeah. to and those are the those are the kinds of walls we need really to break cool. down. Yeah, you know, yeah. those are the kinds of walls that are that are gonna you know yeah. get us to where we need to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, what's not gonna help is you know like talking ghetto and like right. wearing oh, oh my god just like acting like you want to be black when you're not when you're, you're not and but when your privilege is very painful because it's like but you have the opportunity at any to moment not, yeah to you to use your privilege to get out of any mess Mm-hmm. You put yourself in because those those exact same characteristics, those exact same fashion trends, you can just wear without thinking about. You can are turn things it that on get us off. killed. You know yeah, what you I mean? Yeah, you can turn it on and off, and we have to live our whole lives yeah. like that. Yeah, you know? those are things that that make people qualified as you know, ghetto, mm-hmm. dangerous, whatever. Right. And so I think again, like that, that's always the other side. It's like okay, these shouldn't mean. This shouldn't mean anything. This right. hairstyle shouldn't mean anything. This type of dress shouldn't mean anything. The way I speak shouldn't the mean anything. The way you speak shouldn't mean anything. But, it, but society has made it mean something, and so now, like, now we have to talk about it on a podcast and make it a thing. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah. Um, sorry. There was no, like, real conclusion to this. But, rant. like, truly, I feel like those are the best discussions when it comes to controversy. Like, there is no try, answer. Yeah. Trying to talk through it and, like, realize the complexity behind it and maybe like at the end of the day there there is no real answer and like and that's okay you know um but at least you hear two black girls for sex <laughs> yeah yeah no but thanks for sharing yeah thank you for having me um yeah and thanks for listening you guys um yeah tune in for my next podcast i'm sure we'll talk about something interesting as well um but yeah remember to reclaim your journey have a nice day